What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Pollard and Pollard Podcast, and I am your host, Bernard Pollard. My co-host is my nephew, Alex Pollard. Now, before you do anything, we're going to make sure you follow us and like us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, uh, follow us on IG, Pollard to Pollard underscore podcast, uh, Twitter at Pollard underscore podcast. This is about to be a lot of fun. Alex, what is up, dude? Not much. You know, it's actually, it felt felt kind of i don't know boring last week we didn't we didn't get an episode in yeah. uh, i just got back from ohio you went up to indiana you know boring boring area of the country but uh <laughs> it had to happen <laughs> yeah but yeah i'm excited for this week and uh finally gonna get into really start getting into some football uh that's that's gonna be real fun i been be looking forward fun. to so this Al- so alex you're head you're heading back to school am i not correct yep yeah like Four days. Okay. And my yep. niece is going to Florida State with you, Lily, your sister. So she's going yes. to be a freshman. Yep. You're going to be a junior. Yep. All That's, right. That is correct. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going up Saturday. She's going up Sunday. She's got to move into her dorm and everything. I've just got to put some clothes away when I get back to my apartment. And again, I got to get all of this set up, though, for, uh, for when we do the podcast while I'm up there. Got to get my desk set up. I'll have a flag back here. That'll yeah. be good. Uh, yeah, I'll be decked out FSU every every week. Uh, ho- hopefully you look a little bit better. Hopefully your room look a little bit better. But you better take care of my niece because if you don't take care of my niece, anybody that bothers my niece will get dealt with by me. Um, guys, like Alex said, we've been gone. Uh, NASCAR has been down. Um, we were running around. We've been back in Indiana. Alex was in Indiana and Ohio traveling the world. Uh, but Watkins Glen, and I keep one. I keep telling everybody I, I want to say Glen Watkins for some crazy reason, but it's Sounds Watkins. Sounds like a name that um, way. So yeah, I know. I I I just don't understand. I, I got my I glasses on too, so I, I I look smarter. But I'm trying to avoid a migraine. <laughs> but uh, Watkins Glen NASCAR returned. Um, it's a road course. A lot of drivers don't like it. A lot of fans don't like it. And I'm I'm one of them people where I'm looking like, dang, I don't understand. What what's not to like about a road course? But I've been on iRacing and I'm trying to figure out why I, I was spinning all yesterday. Kept spinning, um, and uh, this next race is actually going to be in Indianapolis. But Watkins Glen, uh, Watkins Glen took place um, this past weekend, and Kyle Larson, your boy, the guy that you've been talking about, was not going to win a championship. He pulls down his fifth win, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. What do you think uh, about that one? I mean, I I didn't say he wasn't going to win races. I <laughs> all I said was, you know, my hot take is, you know, he's he's been cruising this season. He's been winning a lot. I just saw that he's had, I think he had like six races where he was first or second, like six straight. So I, I'm not saying that he's he's doing bad or anything, but you know, I. I think that that championship, when it when it gets down to it, I, I think I think we might see some problems like we did in the past. You know, pushing the car a little bit too hard. That's that's just me though. I don't I like I didn't watch this race. I don't I don't watch a lot of NASCAR, so I I don't know for sure. But you know, just based off of a few little things that I've seen, that was that was just my hot take for uh, for NASCAR. Well, it was your hot take, but I mean, this this dude is, I mean, I don't think anybody can deny he's a skilled driver. I mean, he's, he's excuse me, he won the race. Uh, he was out, and, and Chase Elliott started last. I think he had a, a penalty. Um, I don't get all of these penalties. I understand all of this stuff that happens. 
uh, with these drivers and, and going through uh, going through um, you know the checkups and everything else by with NASCAR. But Chase Elliott started in the back and he fought his way um, to the you know uh, he finished second you know as far as top top uh, two guys. Uh, I thought Chase Elliott was was a for sure win because he's been a a dominant force, you know, dealing with the road courses. Uh, so I thought he was a for sure win, but I think Carl Larson said, you know what, buddy, this one is mine. They're teammates. Um, but yeah. uh, once again, man, this was a, an exciting race. I actually got to watch the race driving back from Indiana. Um, and it was just super cool for me to be able to uh, watch and, 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 and to be able to, to, you know, watch the different drivers and different things happening and, and, and watching how they – you know, just deal with this road course when we've seen these guys work on these ovals and 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 uh, short tracks and things of that nature. But to to to, to look at their skill set, take into a road course uh, was just exciting for me to see. Uh, Watkins Glen was a, a race I was actually supposed to be in Philly um, this past weekend, and then I was going to go to Watkins Glen, but that ended up getting canceled, and um, so that just didn't, that didn't work out. We ended up going back to see Grandma and. Um, helping grandma out. She, um, y'all pray for my mother-in-law. She got a knee replacement, but, uh, went back, helped her and just spent time with family and had a, just a good time. But watching this race was a lot of fun. Seeing Carl, Carl Larson back on top was a lot of fun as well. There are a lot of fans out, um, a lot of Carl Larson fans and they love that dude. Um, so as we move forward, we don't want to uh, stay on it too long, but as we move forward, I, I got to talk about this. I got to address this and I got to keep cleaning my glasses, but Training camp is 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 a go for the National Football League, and yep. it is. Uh, teams are are getting ready. Um, we just watched the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers play in the, in the Hall of Fame game. That was exciting to be able to see, uh, hear all the speeches and to see the guys inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, that's yep. always really really cool. Uh, but I I think you know um, one of the things that that stuck out to me watching Peyton Manning. Um, you know, Peyton Manning was a guy that I played against. I played against a lot of the guys that were inducted, but watching Peyton Manning um, be inducted, um, man, that was just really, really cool. Uh, Johnson, Calvin Johnson uh, was a guy, uh, Megatron, who who was inducted. And, I mean, this was an awesome uh, time for the National Football him? League and just for fans. So. Did you ever play against Calvin Johnson? I I did I I, I did uh, he's he's who are he, you who are you with? I was with Kansas City. Um, I was with Can. It okay, was I with Kansas so City when I played against him. I'm almost positive. I think that was his rookie year, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Because I don't like I don't remember you playing just like the NFC North a lot. Yeah, throughout your career. So the crazy part, I we played them in Detroit. Uh, the only stadiums I've never played at, yeah. but I played every football team in the National Football League. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, I've never played in Dallas. I've never played in Green Bay. I've never played yeah. in um, Tampa Bay. And I've never – it's another stadium. Where's the other stadium I've never played in? Um, I forget mm. the other stadium I've never played in. But, yeah, so those – Seattle? No, I played in Seattle. Uh, played in Seattle. I've never played in San Francisco. So, I've, I've never oh. played in San Francisco. So, yeah, so it's it, it's crazy. But to, 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 to watch, you know, these dudes be inducted and, and um, you know, Peyton Manning was just – I mean, I didn't grow up watching Peyton. Obviously, I, I was a Bears fan uh, coming up. But, you know, just to be able to play against him, see him, and just the speeches from a lot of these cats. Charles Woodson, man. Oh, my gosh, man. Uh, Edron James, that was another cat that, you know, I played him in when he was with um, Arizona. I played. I think I played him once. No, I played him when he, when he was with Arizona. 
But he was he's mm-hmm. a, a a guy that I, I I just watched them assemble that Indianapolis Colts team and and it was just really cool to uh, cool to see. Uh, but just the game, uh, what did you take from the game, the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, I mean that game was that was it was bad. It was ugly. Was it um, wait wait was it ugly because you are a Cowboys fan and and they didn't win or what? No no uh, it was just it was just bad like overall. Uh, the biggest takeaway was that backup kickers in the NFL are terrible. Um, <laughs> there, I mean, there were there were at least four missed kicks. Yep. Like it was it was really bad. Um, I mean, and then, like looking at the two teams that were playing, um, I play fantasy football. I was watching Najee Harris. Uh, I'll I'll be drafting him. He's looking pretty good, and I. <laughs> And you know, I think I think he's I think he's actually going to be pretty good for the Steelers. Um, and we were talking about it. They just added um, who they add? Melvin Gordon. They lost. Uh, no, no. At, uh, on their line, or no, they lost Villanueva. Yeah. Um, they yeah they added Melvin Ingram. Um, or Melvin Ingram. Defense. I said Melvin Gordon. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. He's on defense. Um, so actually, they lost Villanueva. But you know, with Harris, I watched him play at Alabama a lot. Um, because so. I'm an FSU fan, so I'm not a Gator fan. So therefore, I would watch other teams in the SEC rooting for them to win, so that the Gators wouldn't look as good. So you know, I watched I watched a decent amount of Alabama football last year, and I mean, he's it was the funny thing is is on the NFL field he actually didn't look as big. Like when he was playing college football, he looked huge and like he was just yeah. dominating guys. Um, but I mean, he's still pretty quick. Um, and that's the thing. It's it's almost different. Like in college, he looked like like a big power guy. Obviously, he was quick, um, but like now he he looks more like a little bit a little bit smaller, um, quicker, elusive. I think I think he'll do pretty good there. Uh, Chase Claypool got hurt. It wasn't anything serious, but I mean, that's I mean, and I guess real quick, like what's your take on on keeping preseason games because a lot of people like see somebody like chase claypool get hurt and they're like oh my goodness get rid of these games like we don't need this but as a player i I feel like i know what you're gonna say but what's what's your view on that well i look at this i look at the preseason this is these are your tune-up games you need these games before the regular season to be able to get things out do you need four preseason games i probably will say no but I, I do think you need a game or two uh, to tune up uh, to, to to figure out what you can do and what you can't do. But I, I think more or less you need these games because you need to give guys an opportunity to win positions and to to to, um, to get a job, uh, to, to have a job. Um, so I think that's what the bulk of the team is already made up. They know yeah. who's going to be on the football team, um, you know, but mm-hmm. I think to go back to where you're looking at a lot of players in the co- in college football that are humongous and then look big and, and everything else. This is the thing about the National Football League. You know, you can't come in. If you are humongous in college and you come to the National Football League, you have to – you're going to do more. You're, you're, you're specifically training certain, certain muscles and, and different things. You're doing different things to um, – be more explosive, to be consistent. You know, you don't have class to go to. You don't have all these study halls and different things to go to. You're literally, football is your job. So you can't be as big. You're not going to last long. Uh, That right there, you're asking for injury. So I think, you know, too, when you look at this, a lot of 
uh, strength and conditioning coaches at the National Football League level, they want guys leaner. They want guys understanding that you've got to use these muscles consistently all the time, and you need them working for you. You can't yeah. be the biggest thing out here because that's going to slow you down and it's going to cause injury. Um, so, you know, that's, 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 you know, kind of my take on, on that. I mean, shoot in college, bro. Like you, you, uh, you know, I think, you know, I started at 205 pounds and my mm-hmm. strength and conditioning coach, uh, at Purdue wanted me to look like Keith swelling, um, a safety, I think out of Georgia tech, if I'm not mistaken, and this cat was 240 pounds. So they had me literally oh, play safety at, at safety? 242 pounds. And so I was just like, I can't move. I'm I'm dead in between plays. Like, I was just like, yo, yeah. I can't do it. So I had to get back down to play at 220, 222. And so that's just one of the, like, for, I don't know why college coaches want to get guys so big. I don't get it because that weight's got to be lost when you go, you know, if you have a chance to play at the National Football League level. So mm-hmm. it's just weird. It's really weird. But, you know, yeah. my take from the game, I look at this game and, and uh, I, I, the Dallas Cowboys are obviously a talented football team. We can't get past – we can't go past that. They're a talented football team. But I was just more impressed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I really like what they're doing. I, I, they're a run first, uh, work off the play action uh, football team. They want their defense to be on the field winning games. I think Ben Ben is Big Ben is going to be uh, humongous for them. Um, you know, I, I think you know uh, bringing in uh, drafting the running back out of Alabama, Harris. I, I, I thought that that was a no brainer. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I think this is smart. I, I think this football team is going to be successful again. And I think they're built uh, to be um, – I think they're built – they're obviously going to be built to run the football. They're going to be built to do that. You know, I, I do think they should have made some, you know, whatever. They, they should have did some things receiver-wise, but because they're working off the play action and they got some things built in, I thought they could have – you know, did better with adding some receivers or whatever it may be, or even drafting better receivers. Um, uh, I, I thought they could have did a better job, but I was just impressed. Uh, Dwayne Haskins did a, a phenomenal job. I thought he handled, you know, the the position well. He handled the game well, um, you know, threw some really yeah. good football, uh, some balls that night, and just their defense played well. Um, so I'm excited about the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, as we transition, I think, you know, we're gonna be breaking down. Um, we're gonna be breaking down some football. Actually, before we do that, I gotta get this out here, and and, and you know oh, about yeah. this. There's so many <laughs> I know. I, I I gotta talk about this, y'all. So, I <laughs> I did something in 07, right? So hard knocks. We had hard knocks with the Kansas City Chiefs, and this video is out there. It's it's every year. It just seems to everybody. I guess they think that it just happened or they they're 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 surprised that I was able or capable of doing that. Now let me give you the story. I want to give you all the story behind why I was dancing and did the splits. Now, Hard Knocks 2007. We know that they come we know they're coming um, you know uh coach was just like, "Yo, Hey y'all, we, we 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 don't want to make this a big deal. We want this to be cool. We want to have fun. Uh, they had men. They had a lot of women on on, on staff. You know, cameras and everything else. So, um, you know, we're in the locker room, and this we're in between practices. We're in River Falls, Wisconsin. There's nothing in River Falls. We're in staying in the dorms. Uh, we got Kyle Turley. Everybody, we all playing guitar. We got a band. Like literally, we got drum set, guitars, keyboard. Uh, Ron Edwards is a man. Ron Edwards on the bass. I'm on the drums, 
And I literally, I can't play the drums. So we're all playing drums. We're doing all kind of different things, having fun, whatever it may be. So we go to practice that morning. And uh, we get done with practice. We're in the locker room. And and we're just sitting there. And everybody was kind of talking. We The ladies was talking. And, and you don't see the ladies in the camera. But nevertheless, we're all laughing. They're talking about, hey, man, what would you do if football wasn't your thing? If it, this was not your career, what would you do? And I'm I'm a fool. I'm I want I love to make people laugh. I love to to to, to act crazy. But um, I was like, you know, I was like, man, you know what? I'll be a dancer. You know, I, I would definitely I would be a stripper. And everybody was like, no way. I was like, bruh, I'll be a stripper. And uh, so we all laughing. Dustin Cole quit laughing. They, they doing all kind of crazy stuff. And so we got a, a in in the locker room at River Falls for the football team. They have a projector where they watch film, but then they also got uh, they got a screen and projector, but then they got a sound system. So you know, back then we got CDs and, and with music on it, and, and <laughs> it got crazy, right? So they put a seat. They find me a CD. I was like, yo, we got so we got a mix CD right here, and they put it in. So one of my other teammates, you know, he 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 challenged me. He was like, "Man, you can't dance." He's like, "I could dance way better than you." So he over there dancing with his flip flops on, and so I'm looking like, "Man, I'm about to tear this sucker up." So we go doing all this stuff. I'm dancing, and all the ladies they laughing, and uh, my teammates looking at me like, "Yo, this dude ain't really doing it." So I'm really like, you know, I'm I'm popping and doing all kind of other stuff, and uh, drop down to the splits. I made everybody laugh, and the ladies was just laughing. But once again, the story behind the dance was I would be a male stripper if I wasn't playing football. And yes, there were ladies there. Uh, of course, my teammates was there. But this is what we do. This is what happens in locker rooms. You have guys that act a fool. You have guys that dance. You have some guys that can do the splits, some guys that can't do the splits. You got guys that can do backflips. You got guys that do cartwheels. You got guys that are comedians. You got guys that are, are capable of uh, acting. You know, So this is what's on the football. And this is the great thing about being on a football team because you have so many different characters um, and that's just so much fun, but I wouldn't change that for the world. Um, I wouldn't change it for anything, man, because that was a lot of fun. And a lot of people still ask me, can I still do the splits? And I tell them, yes, I can still drop down and do the splits. Can I, can I twerk? Yes, I can twerk. I am proud that I can dance. Um, I am a fool. So and you know it, yeah, you, you you know you, yeah. you, you I'm, I've tried to teach you how to dance because you have no rhythm, but I'm trying to teach you. It, no, you don't even try to. It's I'll be all right. But I'm trying to help you understand when you decide to go to a house party, um, or a club, you know, in 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 Tallahassee, you need to know how to have rhythm, and I can teach that. I can teach you that. At six, at six six, you need to know how to dance, and I, I'm I'm here for you. I'm gonna clip that part right there where you just said I was six six. That's the, that's not going anywhere. Okay, well I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging. I, I I acknowledge it. Like it's okay, but you're six yeah. six and it can't dunk. It only took like two years, but but no. you can't dunk though. That's getting left out of the clip. <laughs> can you dunk? Yes. Can Alex? That's, can that's, you that's, dunk? That's, yes, I can. A a man stop. a men's basketball. Stop. Can you dunk? Stop. Yes. How many times have you dunked in your life? I don't. I, I don't know. I don't count. I also don't play a lot of basketball. Have I ever seen you dunk? No, we've never played basketball. All right. Okay. Can you beat me in basketball? I, I don't know. You you shouldn't touch a basketball court. The last time you did that, you pulled your hamstring, tore an Achilles. 
you're not allowed to play anymore. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, so guys, so that was a story behind me. Uh, that was a story behind me dancing, splits, twerking, whatever it may be. A lot of people like to make fun. I actually had a lot of women and I, I, I'll be honest. Um, I had a lot of men and it was crazy because dudes was contacting me. I'm like, man, bruh, like, like I'm straight homie. But nevertheless, you know, like that's that's just one of the crazy things. And I'm look, I'm open and honest. That's what. But I had a lot of women contact me to come do parties and everything. Like no joke, no joke on Facebook. It was hilarious. But um, oh, but yeah, I still can do it. I still can do it. So as we move forward, we're going to be breaking down the AFC North and the NFC East. And we're going to do the NFC yes. East first because. Alex's favorite team is Dallas Cowboys, and and we got to talk yep, about we Dallas go. Cowboys first. And do you mind? Oh, for sure. Okay. Okay. Oh, good. I mean, we'll get there. Okay. okay. Go ahead. So, as we look at the Dallas Cowboys, I, 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 before we before we get to Dallas Cowboys, I think this is probably one of the this is a shame for the Dallas Cowboys. They're probably the most talented football team in this division. Am I, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. Okay, you would agree yeah, they're the most 100%. talented football team, but they're the, they're also the most inconsistent football team in this division. And I think it's just a shame. I really do. I think it's a shame. Um, Dak Prescott is is returning this year, um, so mm-hmm. they got him signed. He's a guy that I think he's a star in this league. I think he's a phenomenal player. Uh, I, I I look at the head coach. I love the head coach, Coach Mike. I, I love what he's doing. Um, I I love who he is. I love his 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 game plan, uh, but I do think that there's some pieces that needs to be fixed defensively there. But Alex, give me your take on the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, obviously, I think you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the we're gonna make a playoff run again. Um, you know, I said that last year before Dak broke his ankle, and it went uh, they went well six and ten. Yeah, okay. which I mean, if we if if you really, I mean, if Dak had played that whole season, we we would have ran away with that division. Like, yes, we are playing in the worst division in the league right now. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's terrible. But I mean, if Dak plays that season, and yeah, he was on pace for like fifty five hundred yards, that probably wouldn't have happened. But I mean, I. I still 100% believe that he would have led the league in touchdowns and yards. And I mean, he's like, he, he can carry the team. I mean, he, and that's, that's what he's been doing. I think, um, you know, you look at, you look at Zeke, he's kind of hurting the team right now, especially last year. Like, I mean, we lost, we lost a couple of games because he couldn't hold on to the ball. Right. That's as a running back. Uh, that's pretty important. So that hurts. Yeah, um, six and I know, like, six I think, yeah, I think it was six, yeah. which is just like crazy. I mean, there aren't guys that have six fumbles over five years, so that that hurts. But going into this year, uh, we got Dan Quinn, which is good because it's a change. But then you look at what he did in Atlanta, and I'm like, well, I'm still a little nervous because Atlanta had a terrible defense. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know where we got the idea to replace our bad defensive coordinator with somebody who also had a bad defense, 
But I like I like how the draft went and how the offseason went. So, I mean, I think, like, I mean, I, I guess I, I kind of just want the defense to work out like the offense, where, you know, the play calling might not be great. Um, the consistency might not always be there. But if we have guys that can go out there and play, at least, we'll be looking a lot better. And, you know, Micah Parsons, he was all over the field in that, uh, in that Steelers game. Uh, we went out and got Malik Hooker. I think – I, th- I think, though, I think Keanu Neal will be the most interesting to see. Like, I think he'll determine kind of how, how big of an impact this defense will have on the game. Because, um, you know, he's coming down from safety. Now he's playing outside linebacker, right. some stuff like that. We know Jalen Smith can't cover to save his life. Uh, so, you know, that really helps to have somebody that, that knows how to play pass coverage. I think, I think he'll probably be, like, the most important new piece uh, yeah, Malik Hooker, he's he's a great safety, and we didn't have a great safety. So that's a huge addition. But I think Keanu Neal will be kind of the, the deciding factor for the defense this season. And then obviously, you know, like play calling, being able to defend the run. I think we had the second worst run defense. That's not that's not good. Um, but it'll – I mean, I think, I, I, I think there's a chance. And if Dak can stay healthy the whole season – the defense won't be on the field the whole game because we won't have Ben DiNucci going six for 12 with two interceptions. So that we'll see it. We'll see how it goes. Well, I, I, I definitely agree. I, I do agree. I, I think if, if Dak stayed healthy last year, um, you know, I think it's a better season uh, offensively. I think it's better. I think the consistency is better uh, offensively. I think the play calling can be would would have been a little bit better. Um, you know, not yeah, to with, they you know, change it. yeah, you had Danucci and you had yeah. Andy Dalton at quarterback. Um, but you know, I, I think, you know, this has got to be offense. This, you know, you have Ezekiel Elliott, you got Tony, Tony Pollard at running back. You know, you got two guys that are capable of getting a job done. I think Tony Pollard is going to be a good, a, a great asset in the passing game. Uh, Zeke is mm-hmm. a great asset in the passing game, but I think, you know, Tony brings a different element to the, to the game, a change of pace. Uh, back, you know, you you're gonna you can get a pounder with Zeke, but I think you get a slasher and somewhat of a pounder with Pollard, um, you know, running and catching out of the backfield. Now, when we're when we're talking about Dak, I I I, I believe Dak can be a top five quarterback. I think he would have been a top five quarterback in the National Football League if he didn't get hurt. Um, I, mm-hmm. I I think with this uh, him coming back this year, I I, I think it's going to be very important for him to ease his way back in. I, I, I kind of want to say that he, he's kind of rushing. Um, I, I, I've watched some of yeah. the camp. I've watched uh, him move around, and and I just feel like m- maybe they're rushing him uh, back. If he takes a snap in preseason, I'm sorry, but the coaches need to be slapped. Uh, he should – I don't think he needs to even take a snap at all. I think he he's a guy that needs to, you know, take as many reps in practice as he can, uh, give him – some live reps. Obviously, you're not hitting them when I say live reps, but he needs to be moving yeah. fast. Uh, he needs to be doing it daily uh, because he's got to make up for what he's not going to do in the preseason game. We all know that third preseason game is where your starters get most of the time. Now, I look at when I say this is probably the one one of the most talented football teams. You know, I have to look at you know you have Ceedee Lamb, who I think is a phenomenal talent. I think we talked about this before but i did not think he was going to be as good as he is oh you you didn't believe him believe in him at all I it was i because i remember it was right after the draft yeah like i i called you and i was like he's gonna be 
he's gonna be good. Yeah. You're like, nah, he won't. He won't do anything. You know, you, you thought he's just gonna have like a mediocre year, and yeah, be one of those guys that he's a career wide receiver three. I'm willing to admit that I was wrong. Ceedee Lamb to I, me, I appreciate that. Hey, Ceedee Lamb is going. I think he's going to crush. I think he's going to have over 1,500 yards. If I'm like, he's going to have over oh, 1,500. I, um, I, I could, I could see that. Right. I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at that from him because I'm just looking at just he has so much inconsistent play at quarterback with Danucci and 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 with mm-hmm. um, Andy Dalton. I think you know when you bring a consistent threat at the under center uh, who can consistently get this cat the ball, I think he's going to be really good. Amari Cooper is a cat that I I like. Amari Cooper. Um, I think he's going to be a guy who, who he's going to eat. I think he's he can be a thousand yard receiver. Um, he better be a thousand yard receiver for what they're paying him. Um, you know, uh, but once again, you know, I, I think offensively, this is probably one of the most talented teams we will see in the National Football League. But when we look at the defensive side of the ball, they're going to Malik Hooker is a good safety. He is. Um, mm-hmm. He's been playing in a cover two shell um, where you know you. you He's going to be isolated in this cover four defense. You know, when you're looking at Dan yeah. Quinn, he's going to have some things, adjustments when you look at the cover four and different things you have to do when you have trips and everything else. If you get into nub situations where you have a nub tight end on the line and, and two to three receivers backside, uh, he's got to know and understand how to do that. And so I'm hoping that practices is uh, will help him understand that philosophy because when you go from a cover two playing cover two you know uh, most of the time and then you go to that cover two look and then you have some fire zone blitzes and stuff built into that you know that is so different and I went that's what we played in Kansas City in, in my you know starting my career and then going to Houston where we mixed in a lot of cover four uh, we played some cover four in, in Kansas City, but then, you know, we had more fire zones and then we went to a, just a completely different defense. You know, when you're when that's being thrown at you, that can be difficult and you find guys thinking while they're playing. And I hope that he does not be I hope he's not thinking when he plays because he's got to make adjustments to his corners and to the other safety, to his linebackers. Um you know, I, I think, you know, Neil, uh, they're going to have to make a decision as far as is he going to play safety or is he going to play linebacker? Because if he's just playing linebacker, I don't know if he steps on the football field in regular packages. So now if he's not stepping on the football field in regular packages, he's not going to be your nickelback, but he's got to be a dime. Uh, he's got to be a dime DB now. So I think, you know, when we look at that, it's got to be some type of um, um, rhythm for him, you know, to get him yeah. playing uh, to get him to to be able to be a, a a key piece to this defense because this is a defense that is lacking and need as much needs as much help as they can get. You know they need a rush opposite of uh, who is that Lawrence? Lawrence is a kid. I think he's phenomenal, but you need more. He he needs more help. And so this defense yeah. needs. Well, we got Randy Gregory back this year. Randy Gregory, he's back. But you know, if I, he can I, I stay, mean, you know, out of trouble and stay healthy, he's. He's in the past. He's been able to be that guy that can play right. opposite of a, a good rusher. So, well, hey, they're going to have goes. to do something. But I do believe that they could, they should win the division. I'm hoping that freaking eight, they, it, it doesn't be one of them things where they win eight, seven, eight, seven games, and and that was the divisional, you know, lead and and, yeah. and to win it. Like they need to go yeah. and win twelve plus games because they're capable. They have the talent. They have the coaching to be able to do that. So moving forward, uh, still we're staying in the division, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, as I look at this team, I watch 
I've watched the Eagles. I I like I like the Eagles. Uh, I like the addition of Joe Flacco. A lot of people have dogged me for that. A lot of people have said whatever. I like this addition. I I really do believe Joe Flacco is going to end up being a starter. No, I'm not taking yeah. away. Well, any, I mean, go ahead. Even well, I mean, even there, like they they also signed who? Uh, Nick Mullins. I mean, like it. Who? I, I, who? No, look. No, I'm just saying with those with those three, Mullins, Flacco, and Hertz, I can definitely see how Hertz is not, you know, set in stone as the starting quarterback next season. And a lot of people are, you know, getting on Nick Sirianni for that, but like, you, I, I could definitely see it. But did you honestly just I said Joe Flacco, you said Nick Mullins. Why yes, why even I, interrupt honest, me with that name? No, I look, I understand that Joe Flacco is better than Nick Mullins. Okay. I mean, but I mean, Nick Mullins. He's had he's had good good patches in his career. Who? He had he had a, he, all right. Look, look. He had a, he had a couple me. good he had a, he had a couple good streaks in San Francisco. So I mean, like, I, just as a whole, the the position is not one person's yet. I get it. I yeah. believe, I'm just, and, and I, I, Joe Flacco could be that guy. I'm just saying, Nick Mullins is there too. Maybe Joe Flacco has reached that point where he's a little bit too old, but then Jalen Hurts doesn't know enough. What? Nick Mullins is right there. I, I get it. I am not. For all you Philly fans, for all you Alabama fans, I am not sold on Jalen Hurts. I'm re- I'm really Thank not. I, I, I've watched him, and I know a lot of people will say I'm wrong and this and that. I have watched this cat play, and yes, can he run? Is he a threat? He He's a threat to run out of the backfield. But I, I consistently say those yards when quarterbacks are running will cost you something. Those yards will cost you something. It's going to catch up with you at some point. These guys need to learn how to throw. And he he he's he's thrown from the pocket. Um, he hasn't been consistent throwing from the pocket. I'm just not I'm not sold on him. I think you know, I I think he can come in and 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 change the pace and maybe you just do a couple things different. But I truly believe Joe Flacco will end up being the starting quarterback at some point, if not at the beginning, at some point during the season. Because he's I just, I think that. he's that much better, and I, I still would, think he has a lot left in the tank. I, I would love to see that. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, that, that's just because me. I mean, I mean, between between the three of them, I don't think any of them are like a, a super threat. Uh, but I mean, we'll we'll see how that goes. And you know, they drafted Devonte Smith, mm-hmm. uh, and everybody that lives in Philadelphia thinks they're going to the Super Bowl now because they drafted <laughs> the Heisman winner. Because of Devontae uh, Smith? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we. I, I need everybody to understand something. This kid was able to run free all game long in every game he played. And you, and, and you have to look at, like, like who was on his team. Like it's, I mean, these guys that come out of Alabama, it's because they were at Alabama. Right. And you got to look at six different guys every play. Yeah. You can't triple cover Devontae Smith because then Jalen Waddle is is where Devontae Smith is right now. Right. Without his injury, it, yeah. it's just a, it's just the next guy is that guy. I, I just I mean, 
I, I think this I think this cat need he's going to have to learn how to run routes uh, to beat guys. I mean, just running straight fades and thinking he's going to get a release at the line of scrimmage and just run by everybody. That's not happening in the National Football League. I mean, that's not. <laughs> and I, I tell people all the time, college football is fun. Yes, it's fun to watch. But I look at it and it's just not NFL. You know, you've got to do a little more. You've you, you've got to hone in on your craft. Uh, and you've got to learn the position in and out. So I'm just not, you know, I do believe he's a talented player. I do not believe he's going to do what he did at Alabama when he's just running scot-free or motioning and just running to the flat and being free. Yes, you're going to have that at times, but, you know, it's going to have to be an offensive coordinator that can 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 kind of orchestrate plays to get this guy open in, in scenarios like that. I just don't see it happening. When we when we look at this player, you know, doing what he doing what he did in college, it's just he's going. It's going to be hard. It's the the learning curve is going to be. I believe it's going to be harder for him. Um, but once again, he's in a bad division. So I mean, who all who knows who knows? Yeah. He but could, uh, he could he could do good. He could. I mean, good. yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I believe and, and I mean, the Eagles the, they needed the receiver. Yeah. But I mean, you know, going back to the draft, one of my roommates, he's a he's an Eagles fan. And I, I think for them, I think Jalen Waddle is going to be the guy that's a better NFL receiver. Right. I think he's he's quicker. He's more elusive. I think he definitely has better hands. The only thing is he was coming off that injury. Right. And I mean, he shouldn't have even like tried to come back at the end of last season. That was that that just wasn't that smart in my opinion. But regardless, you know, he's he's a little bit bigger. I think I I was I was telling him, I was like you should take. Waddle like yes he had a year off and he was hurt but I mean if you look at him he's more built for the NFL Devontae Smith is smaller you know he's just trying to run past the guy or just run through his own defense and find find somewhere to sit down and right. I mean like it, it, it could work against some teams that don't have a good secondary um, but I mean he's not Tyree Kill so it's not going to work against every team that he plays well, it's not so much that he's not Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have Andy Reid putting the plays together. Well, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, he's not physically where Tyreek Hill is, in my opinion. So, like, he's he, and I think that's what Eagles fans want to see out of him. You know, they see him just streaking through defenses in college football. They're like, oh, we just drafted Tyreek Hill. Like, well, well, no, and you don't have Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, so oh, that, yeah, that doesn't help either. Yeah, that, that's definitely not happening. <laughs> but you do have Joe Flacco, who could throw the ball seventy-five plus yards. But that's just, yeah, that's just, that's just. Yeah. I want a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm with not, him. I'm not, I'm not saying that he can't. No, I, I completely understand. Yeah, defensively, I, I, you know, I'm not sold on this Eagles defense. They do have some yeah. players. I'm just not sold. As much as it pains me, I will say they do have a solid run defense. I think I think they're I think they're front seven and I can't even name their front seven, but they always seem to uh, Fletcher. You know, have a yes yes that's literally the only guy in the front seven that I can name right now. Graham I, I, is he still there? I want to say Brandon Graham is still there. Okay, but I mean what I'm just saying they they do have a good a good front seven they have a good run defense yeah. secondary a lot of question marks. Uh, <laughs> Secondary okay. is definitely question marks. All yeah. right, so we stand in this sorry division, the New York Giants. All right, here, real quick, real quick. So, so you said you said Dallas, you think should win the division. Right. Where do you put Philly? Should Dallas? Where do you, be, where do you see their? 
No, no, like where do you see Philly's season ending up? Like record-wise, 17 games, second, third, fourth. I think Philly could – I think Philly's going to end up third in the division. Okay. That's just – that's my opinion. I think I think Philly – if if Hurts is a starting quarterback all year long, they'll, they'll be third in the division. Okay. Yeah. They, they, I, they, think, they, I think if Hurts is a starting quarterback all year long, they'll be fourth. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I, 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 as we talk about this team, the New York Giants, gosh, this is a football team that just freaking, hey, I, I, I mean, the talent. The whole team is question marks. Yes. Like, for all you Giants fans, like, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not trying to be any kind of way. Daniel Jones is a guy that I think, a lot of people looked at him. I think a lot of people scratched their head when they drafted him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. A lot of people scratched their head. I think and he proved them right. Good. Yeah, but he's inconsistent. Very. Yeah, and I mean, and he can run like he's like he's like an off-brand Josh Allen. You know, he can he can move Very outside off-brand. of the pocket. Yeah, like he he can move. You know, sometimes he trips on his own feet. Yes. <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, I but I think the bigger problem is is decision making, because I I think he does have like good arm talent. Yeah, you know he can put the ball in good spots, but the actual decision making on who to go to isn't always there. Right. I, I and would, I mean, I, I, would I think, agree with that. Yeah, and they added Kenny Galladay, which you know could help because you know that's just a guy you could just throw it up to him. The decision making doesn't always have to be there. Uh, just go up and get it. Right. Um, and that'll be good. But then you look at the rest of the offense and Saquon isn't coming back week one. It's he's projected like week three right now. Right. Um, Evan Ingram uh, doesn't have any hands. I think, he, I think he does, he's the he, best player they got offensively. And that that's sad. That's not that's good. bad because he can't catch. I mean, he literally he single handedly blew their season. They they could have made the playoffs, and he single handedly blew their season. Um, that was that was really bad, and then the entire defense is terrible. I'm just, I'm just gonna go with terrible. Yeah, I would agree with yeah, that. Like this, no secondary. I mean, they have like a little bit of a pass rush. They that, made a couple. That's they, about it. But they brought yeah, it. They, they brought Leonard, in Dory Jackson. They've Leonard, yeah, that's one guy. You need like four at least. Like that in the was secondary. a joke. That was a joke. Like Dory Jackson oh, is going. Well, he got paid a lot of money to go there and get beat bad. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll probably have to put him at number one. So right, we'll just we'll get to see Amari Cooper go for one fifty on him twice a year. Yeah. Um, that that'll be a bad look for him. But I mean, yeah, they're. The, the only reason I don't see them finishing last is because with how bad the division played last year, New York was up there with Washington for being, like, actually pretty consistent. Like, if Daniel Jones wasn't throwing interceptions, they were staying in games. Uh, they weren't getting blown out of games. And, I mean, they won – what, I have it here. They won, what, seven games last year? They won so – I, I, I can't. I can't see it. Uh, how many six, games? six and yeah, ten, six, six and games. ten. Yeah, Washington won seven. So I mean, that's that's not bad for you know not having Saquon Barkley and then looking at the rest of the team. You have a star tight end who's actually not a star tight end, and 
virtually nobody at receiver and nobody on defense. So, I mean, like it's not, it's not like a coaching thing for them. I don't think, I think it's more of a, can Daniel Jones hold the ball and can they find absolutely anybody to play defense? Well, so when and we maybe, look at this, maybe. when we look at this, I don't trust Daniel Jones at all. I mean, like I said, people scratch their really? head when they drafted him. He's, I mean, as I look at the stats, he is 10 interceptions, 11 touchdowns. That's not going to get it done. And, I mean, I think when you no. look at Saquon Barkley, bad. I mean, I, I watched him, you know, him moving around uh, the other day at camp. It, it, that leg's not even right. He couldn't even lift it up and, and do certain things. So, I mean, as we know, Saquon Barkley, he's a strong, explosive, powerful football player. And if mm-hmm. that knee isn't right, and we're looking at him coming back in week three, he's going to need to come back and he's going to have to carry this football team. Can he carry this football oh, yeah. team coming off an ACL injury? I do not know. Um, and I don't think he can. Um, but, you know, that's my opinion. I look at this football team and I say that there's not enough weapons offensively to compete. I, for me, I look at this team defensively, offensively. Yes, uh, you know, Coach Judge is, uh, um, is, is trying to implement – you know, toughness and everything else there. But I think, you know, it's just not, you know, you're dealing with National Football League players. Uh, you need to assemble a good team. You can't just beat everybody in the ground with discipline and, and making them run and do up-downs. You can't just do that. That's not the way this league uh, – that's not the way these players respond, you know. And, and what you did or what was done in New England can't necessarily be done with the New York Giants. You don't yeah, have the, the name the that Coach Belichick has. Uh, you don't have uh, – you, you just don't have that star power behind you. Uh, so I just think you've got to come in and you've got to build. I think he's a guy who he doesn't know how to assemble a team. And, and, and from the front office standpoint, they're doing the assembling and letting Coach Judge just kind of be the – you know, trying to bring the hammer down. And I just I, – I, I just don't – I don't like it. I don't trust the quarterback. I don't believe the running back will be – we're not going to be able to see Saquon Barkley really trust that leg that, that where he tore his ACL. I don't think we're going to see him at full full tilt until probably week eight or nine. Um, just not enough weapons offensively. I think you made a crazy signing with Adoree Jackson. Um, you know, Logan Ryans is there. You have some players, but I think, too – they're going to be on the field a lot. And so you're just going to run that defense down. Uh, what I see, I, and I could be wrong, but once again, this division is bad. So I think with the division being bad, this they, this potentially changes. But I see the Giants at fourth. I see, really, I see them finishing fourth um, mm-hmm. because it really wasn't enough pieces that they brought in um, to, 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 to be a difference uh, maker for this uh, ball club. And I think they're going to have to get consistency. They're going to have to make a decision when it comes to Daniel Jones. Uh, is he the future? Um, they, they're going to have to make a decision at the quarterback position. And, and you already shaking your head. So as we move forward to the Washington, I keep wanting to say the Washington Redskins, the Washington football oh. team, the Washington football team, Coach uh, Coach Ron, uh, he's a guy who I, res- I respect. He's a coach that I would love, I would have loved to play for. Um, this ball club is interesting to me because I, I you know, we all know and understand um, they made a, 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 a crazy decision. Um, it, it was, it was craziness last year with, with Haskins and, 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 and just 
you know, the, uh, the, the yeah. other quarterback they had to get the other guy. He, he got ended up getting hurt. Um, but you bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and everybody called him Fitzmagic. <laughs> Fitz, Fitz, Fitz magic. Um, but but I think this is I think this team is a wild card. I honestly believe they potentially can make some noise uh, by just going there. I think you get consistent play at the quarterback position, bringing uh, Ryan in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I think they'll be okay. And it was Kyle Allen who it was, uh, but I think they'll be okay at the quarterback position. Now, I, I played with Ryan. I've played against Ryan. When Ryan hot, he's hot. I think everybody understands it. When he's hot, he is hot. <laughs> yeah. When he is bad, he is freaking he's, awful. He's four interceptions. Exactly. Bad. And so, you know, this I, I think if Coach Ron can 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 can, you know, get them receivers playing and, and, and as we know, in addition, um is Curtis Samuel. Um uh, uh he's gonna be a, a, a an important piece uh, to this offense, I think who, a guy that can stretch the field, a guy that can he can move the chain. So you have that. I, this is to me. I think this team is a wild card. Um, you know, they can finish anywhere from third, from first to fourth. I, I, you just don't know. But I think they're 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 capable of of coming in, stealing some games in the division, beating some teams outside the division. I like what Coach uh, Ron is doing. I think that they're going to be better. I think their defense is actually uh, decent. I like their front seven. Um, so th- this, Chase is, uh, Young is, this is actually pretty ridiculous. Cool. I, I, I like this team. What do you think about Washington? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, out of the other three teams in the division, being a Dallas fan, I don't want to play Washington. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't. And, I mean, like you said, like, they're a wild card. And I think if they do go the route of starting Fitzpatrick, it'll be interesting because with Samuel and McLaurin, I kind of see them as, like, the same type of receiver – and like I, I feel like originally what they wanted to do with that was stretch the field. But I don't know what's gonna fill the middle of the field. Like I don't know, I don't I don't really see like a third target like a like a solid tight end or a third receiver that's gonna be able to work the middle of the field for them. Right. Unless they unless they use, you know, like a, a running back there. Right. Um, that's what I was thinking. It, it'll be it, it'll be interesting. And I, I think with Fitzpatrick, we've seen him, you know, air the ball out. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he's he's getting older. Um, he doesn't have like a Tom Brady, Drew Brees arm where he can't throw the ball fifty yards. But I think I think they I think they're gonna have to lean on the run this year. Um, I, I don't mean, think still, he can they're still gonna throw the ball able... now. I know, I know, I know. But I mean, I mean, how we just said, you know, when he's bad, he's he's bad. And right. I think when we see a lot of his mistakes, it's it's a lot of things, you know, down the field, um, trying to try to stretch the field out to the sidelines, things like that. You know, just missing missing a ball on the sideline, cornerback gone, pick six, things like. And I that's where I see Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin working most of the time. So I don't know. I mean, I think their offense is going to look a lot different from last year. Um, and I mean, their run game was, it was consistent last year. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just consistent. I mean, they, they beat the crap out of Dallas running the ball because we couldn't stop the run at all. Awful. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was bad. And yeah, I, I had, I, I see them finishing second, um, just because they don't have, you know, like that third solid weapon and they don't have somebody like Dak at quarterback. Right. Because I mean, if if you put Dak on that team, they they'd be competing with Dallas for first. 
I mean, and for Dallas, it's as long as they can play somewhat consistent and just not completely inconsistent, they should easily be able to run away with the division. But then if they're playing inconsistent and you have a team like Washington and Fitzpatrick is hot, they could easily take first. Okay, That's fair. That's fair. You got no rebuttal from me. So we're going to move over to the AFC North, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, we talked about them a little bit. I think this is a, I think this is going to be a uh, a year for them to. Be, I think Big Ben, Big Ben wants to prove himself. I think they're going to have to make. Um, I don't want to say they're going to have to make. I, I think the receivers, they need to step up. Because I, I think yeah. they let the team down a lot last year. Obviously, the run game wasn't there like like it's been in the past, but the receivers dropped a lot of footballs. I continue to say that I, I do not believe that Juju is a number one receiver, um, but a lot of people thought he was, and I think we all have seen over the last couple seasons he is not the number one guy. He's a number. He's a mm-hmm. clear cut number two receiver. Um, he's still talented. Doesn't take away his 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 uh, ability to be able to play. But you know, I think you know he's not able to carry a team like a normal number one uh, receiver uh, can do uh, could can do or whatever. But I I look at this this draft pick. Um, first of all, let me give all credit. Coach Tomlin is one of the best coaches. A guy that I would love to play for him, Coach Ron. Those are two coaches I would have loved to play for. Um, but you know, um, this guy has been consistent. I think in every way, shape, and form with this He's never uh, international had a football season. league. Yeah. So I think you know he has done a lot of things great. Uh, he has assembled a team. I think this the Pittsburgh Steelers is is. I believe that they're going to take the division. Um, I could be wrong, but I think they're going to take the division. I, I don't. I don't even. I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, once again, I could be wrong. I just oh, think the wow. makeup of this football team defensively, uh, offensively, they can get back uh, to the run game. Uh, they got guys running around on defense that can. That's going to run and hit. They're fast at the linebacker position. Secondary. They're fast. They're smart. Um, so, I don't see a lot of. I don't see a lot of bad pieces here. Uh, offensively, I just think if we can get rid of. The drop balls. The drop balls last year were insane. Uh, obviously, Big Ben didn't play uh, up to par like he has been, uh, like he's played in the past. But I think this is a mm-hmm. year where he's saying, "Okay, I want to get back to, to to doing things that I've been able to do in my career." And I think working off of uh, the play action, uh, the pass um, from the run, I, I think you know that's going to give him. Uh, the ability to be great. Um, you know, he's a 33 touchdown, 10 interception guy, and that's not a bad year, but I just think, you know, no. uh, missed throws and drop balls, uh, freaking A, he has 608 attempts at the quarterback position. Um, you know, but, you know, this is a guy I don't, I don't see his his talent level has fallen, uh, but I think this is a really good football team um, that if, if something happens with Big Ben, we've watched uh, Haskins play. I think, you know, this is – they, the, the future for Haskins in Pittsburgh is great. I really do. Um, it's not taking anything away from Big Ben. I think he's going to be awesome. But this team right here, I think this is going to be a powerful football team, consistent uh, for 17 weeks or eight, yeah. 17 weeks, 17 games. Yeah, 17 games. Yeah, I think I, I agree. Um, I had I had them finishing second. In the division, uh, I think I think the biggest problem for them is going to be the O line, um, specifically left tackle, because they, they just lost 
uh, Villanueva. Yeah, I think I think and I think that's kind of a huge part of Ben's success because he's had Villanueva for so long a long right. time, and I mean he's a good left tackle. Um, so you know they got to fill that spot, and Ben, not even being older, just being as big as he is, he's not a super mobile guy. So you know the offensive line, I think, is really going to dictate whether they have a really good season or just a good season. Right. I don't, I don't think they'll have a bad season at all. Um, like they choked the second half of last season, that was terrible. That's fair. But I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that kind of play happening this year, especially now that they have you know the running back that they're looking for. Um, but I just don't know if Harris will be able to produce how they need him to with the O-line, especially since they haven't had a run game for like the last year and a half. So, I mean, it's it, if they're going to work Harris, it's going to be a change for all those guys that have been there. Um, it's not going to be the exact same offense. So that's that's really the only reason I put the Browns ahead of them is just, you know, I mean, I, I want to talk about the Browns next. Um but yeah, that's that's why I put the Browns ahead of them, and I just I see, I see the Browns as having a much more consistent offense and a, a more powerful offense. I think the receivers are a lot more reliable, um, and like you said with Juju, I feel like his best games are when Claypool has his best games, right. and I think that right there shows you he's not a true number one receiver. Like if he can only thrive when the defense has to look at somebody else. You're not a number one guy, like that. That's that's just not it. Right. Um, and I mean, having both of those guys isn't bad, but it's not. I mean, that's that's kind of another thing. You know, the the Browns they have Odell. Odell is their number one guy, and then you know Jarvis is. I, I see Juju as more of a guy like Jarvis. You know, he's a very strong, not not like in their style of play. Just he's a very strong number two receiver. You know, he's not like like you're some average receiver. I think he's a very strong number two receiver. And I mean, you got to look back. The Browns tried to use Jarvis as a number one. It didn't really work out. Jarvis is. So a, I, 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 I think I, I, I mean, we could we could talk about it, but I mean, I think I, I think we see Jarvis being a lot better playing with Odell right above him. And I think the same thing was going for Juju. Juju was a lot better when he had A.B. right above him. And then A.B. was gone, and he had to be that number one. And it's it's not the same. I can't jive with you on that one, bruh, bruh. I really – I I, I can't. Um, I, I, I think we agree. And, 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 and as we move to – the Cleveland Browns. I want people to understand Jarvis Landry is a number one receiver. Jarvis, when you have Odell on your team, I think that's just hard for any quarterback. You know, Baker Mayfield, any any quarterback in that position, when you have an Odell Beckham who is phenomenal, I think he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that can, you know, he can he he's a route runner. He's a guy that can can speed go by you. Um, he's got to do some wonderful things on the football field. But let's not get it twisted. Jarvis Landry can, too. Um, Jarvis Landry produced in Miami. He was the number one receiver yeah. in Miami. That's, that's Jar- 
Jarvis Landry, that does so. If you you can't go I mean, from being a number one to okay, well now you're labeled I as mean, a number yeah, no, two. I, no, you just on a team I, it, with Odell Beckham, who is going to probably complain more and probably be more vocal about getting the ball. I've watched Landry not get the ball and walk off and be okay, or you know, and, and guys are going to complain and say things or whatever. But I watch Odell be more of a whiner when when he doesn't get the ball. And plays aren't called for him more than I've watched uh, Jarvis Landry do it. I I think Jarvis Landry was overlooked a lot of times. He was open a lot of times last year and didn't get the ball. I watched a film where this guy was running, had his guy beat. This guy should have been had opportunities for a fifty fifty ball where he was a you know step or two in front of the the corner where he didn't get the ball. But I think it's tough once again being on that team now. Baker Mayfield is a guy. I, I, I like Baker. I, I think he's a, a cat where I'm not going to label him like a Ryan Fitzpatrick where when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's awful. But, you know, he makes some poor decisions at times. He's gotten better over the last yeah. couple seasons. But, you know, this is a guy that I think can throw the ball well. Um, he has the attitude. Um, he has he's, – he's a leader, obviously. Um, you know, and he has talent around him. I really he has talent around him from the from the running back position. He got two two running backs that can put are number ones. He got two running backs yeah. that are number one running backs. He got two receivers that are number one receivers. He got two tight ends that potentially can be number one tight ends. I mean, he has an offensive line that's he is surrounded around talent. If Baker Mayfield does not break out this year, shame on him because the talent yeah. is there. And I, I think, think I think I think he will. I think he will. I, I I think he will as well. But, you know, the talent, um, you know, Coach Kevin is going to have to, you know, Stefanski is going to have to do some things uh, where he is, he's got to showcase his quarterback. Obviously, they still need to go through the run. They just paid their running back. They got two backs where they can do things. And they're in a division that, you know, that's going to be ground and pound. They're going to beat each other up, all four of these teams. They're going to beat – that's what they're known for. They're beat the piss mm-hmm. out of each other. And I think that's what other teams outside of the division that have to play them, I think they're looking at it like, okay, let them beat each other up. And then we, especially after they play each other, if we get them right after playing, that's a physical game. Cleveland playing mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh playing uh, Baltimore, Baltimore playing – that's a physical game from all four teams when they play each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just – I look at this football team and I say, man – this is a good team, and defensively, they went out and they wanted to fill and, and plug holes that mm-hmm. was either not producing or um, they just needed to get better guys. And so I, I like the decision with Johnson at strong safety. I like the decision uh, with Troy Hill at cornerback. You had to get better cornerback uh, play. I look at the uh, Jadavion Clowney. Ah, I don't know if I'm sold on him. I, I think this guy has been – and. For guys that play the National Football League, you'll hear us say it, and, and I'll say it out loud. Some guys won't say it, but I think Jadavion Clowney has been still in the last three or four years from the National Football League. He's a, 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 a name that, that everybody knows. He's done things well at the college level. He played well for a couple years, but I think he's just been stealing. I mean, he's a talented player, but he has not played up to par. This guy no. is a physical freak a specimen I, I i really do he i mean opposite of, of 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 garrett man like garrett is phenomenal i think that this cat is i mean this defense 
can be special. I think this team can be special. Uh, and I just look at it, if Baker Mayfield, if Kevin uh, Stefanski does not do a great job as far as getting him, his quarterback, in the best possible cause or situation, it's going to be shame on the Browns because this is a team that has gotten a lot better over the last couple seasons. Yeah, and I mean, and they went out, they added Greg Newsom too in the draft. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Dallas having no secondary, I liked Greg Newsom. Um, I, I think I think that was a good pick. Um, and I think with looking at taking Jadavian Clowney, I think they're just kind of hoping that it can be like when he was in Houston with J.J. Watt because they have Miles Garrett, and I think, you know, they're going to play him opposite sides of the line. Right. And they're going to hope that the Lions looking at Miles Garrett too much and Jadavian Clowney is able to – I don't think there's any way he puts up the same kind of numbers that he did, you know, when he was really good in Houston, but just looking for anything, any, because he can be a good player. Right. So I mean, if, I think they're trying to give him the opportunity by putting him across from a, a superstar and, you know, they're going to see what they can get out of him there. And because I mean, when you look at it, they, they don't even really need somebody opposite miles. Garrett. Exactly. Miles Garrett is going to tear, tear up an offensive line, no matter who it is. Right. He's he's going to be in the backfield almost every play, no matter who it is. So I think you know they there was like, well, we'll we'll take a risk. Um, maybe they had some cap space, which you know, looking at it, they probably shouldn't have any cap space. They just paid Nick Chubb. They got to pay Baker next field next next year uh, Mayfield next year. Um, the way you put those wrote. names together, that was actually impressive. Yeah, I, I, I messed that up. Um, <laughs> but you know. I don't really know how they're going to afford him, especially if he plays well. Um, but I, I don't, I don't see it as like a bad signing or anything. You know, it's, it, I see it as more of a, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. And they're not there, and you know, they're by no means in a bad position, so they can afford to kind of do something like that. They, they didn't have a lot that they needed to fill up. Right. And going back on what I just said, and they got to pay Baker next year. I think that's why, you know, we've seen him get better, mature more the last couple of years. I think coming into this season, he's got to earn that contract for next year. I think he's going to have a really good year Um, because, you know, he's he's he has to prove to them that he's worth more than than Odell and Jarvis or Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, because they're not going to be able to keep all five of those guys. That's five number one guys right there. So some we're probably going to see somebody go. Next somebody's got to go. I agree. Uh, unless some, unless somebody's taking a massive pay cut, if if the Browns are winning the Super Bowl, which I don't I don't see. I don't I don't think they're there yet. Yeah. But but looking at it from Baker's point of view, he's got to go out there and prove that he is the most valuable part of that offense. Right. And he needs that contract next year. I, that's 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 a fair take. That's a fair take. So I think we're, let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. I think this is going to be the shortest one that we stay on, uh, or the shortest one that, yeah. we, that that we hit. But I, I look yeah. at this football team. I look at this organization. Um, you know, they, they it's bad. This this is this is a uh, they're in a division where freaking a. I mean, they, they're going to get them beat beating up. up each other. Yeah, they, they, they've been beating up each other. They're doing all that kind of stuff. But yeah. they pick up uh, what Jamar Chase uh, out of LSU. Um, a lot of people probably thought they should have taken a, a lineman to protect uh, their quarterback. Uh, and I think they, they I think they should have. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of they people, had the worst O line yeah. by far. So I just I, I look at I look at what's going on. I look at what um, Zach Taylor. 
uh, is doing in Cincinnati. Uh, I look at Coach Anarumo, who was my he was my defensive back coach at Purdue, who is the defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals right now. I look at this football team. They have a couple pieces, but I just I, I uh, man, I, I, Joe Burrow played a lot better than I thought he was going to play. Um, going down with that injury, uh, coming back, uh, you know, he he's going to be a guy who they have got they've got to protect him. They've got to protect him, and uh, I don't know if they've gotten any better offensively as far as the offensive line to be able to protect a quarterback that's going to be coming back <laughs> off of an ACL injury. Yeah. Uh, so Joe Burrow is not going to be mobile as he was. Uh, he's not oh, going to no. be able to, you know, do certain things. He's going to be in the knee brace. Uh, so I just don't, I don't see what was going on uh, yeah. in that room during the draft. I, I have, I have no idea. I mean, I I really don't have much to say. Like, it's just an all around choke. I mean, and from what I heard before the draft was Joe Burrow wanted Jamar Chase. They played together at LSU. He wanted him, and I don't see how you could let your rookie quarterback, who got hurt because he had no O line, so he hasn't even played a full season in the NFL, mm-hmm. run your draft room. Like I was, I w- I wasn't really blown away by the pick because I knew there was a possibility. Because I, I mean, it was in the news. Like Joe Burrow was pushing for Jamar Chase, and Cincinnati for some reason was looking at it. But I was, I was just like, I, I don't, I don't understand how they could let that happen. I think they're having another bad year. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Joe Burrow is going to get beat up. I mean, like Joe Burrow, he he could have just ruined his own career right there. Because <laughs> I mean, you can't he like you can't just snap the ball and throw it up to Jamar Chase every play. Right. Like this this is you're not this isn't LSU, and you don't have LSU's O line. Yeah. I mean, he's he's gonna get beat up, especially those six games in his division. Yeah. I, I think. I mean, and I I mean, he might not get hurt again. Um. But at the same time, like he, if he never, if he doesn't ever get out of Cincinnati, I don't think he's going to have a good career. Like, I don't, I don't think Cincinnati's ever going to be able to build around him because they literally only have him. That's all they have. And now that Jamar Chase, but well, I mean, you got to build almost twenty other positions. Well, that, I mean, they, they don't have, they don't, they, I mean, they, they don't have much at all. Yeah, I, I I look at this. I, I mean, Mixon's going to Mixon is obviously back. Uh, he's going to be a, a, an important piece for this football club. But you know, I, I I look at it. Boyd is a guy that I really I really like. I actually just saw a clip of of um, Burrow uh, connecting with Boyd in the back of the end zone uh, corner pylon. It was a beautiful throw, beautiful catch uh, with Boyd going and uh, attacking the football in the air. The corner obviously, you know, didn't didn't go up with him to 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 stay away from bumping and 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 potentially cause an injury. Um, but yeah. I just I, – I like the matchup. I thought at He's the receiver good. position He's that they were okay. I thought they, they could have yeah. addressed the offensive line. Uh, as far as the, 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 the defense, I, I think, you know, they could have been a lot better. Um, they got Jesse Bates, um, uh, one of the best safeties in the mm-hmm. National Football League when it comes to playing that uh, middle of the field. He's a smart player. Uh, he's a – former baseball player, a guy that understands uh, space. He's a guy that understands how to track a football. Uh, so I think he's going to be um, a really good player for them. Um, but I just I just look at this football team, and, I, and I'm, I'm just kind of scratching my head all over, trying to figure out what in the world were they thinking, um, how is 
the decisions that they made, how is this going to get them uh, to be competitive uh, in the division, uh, but then in the, in, yeah. in, in, in the league as well. So, you know, that that's, yeah, that that's the uh, crazy uh, part with this team. And like I said, it's going to be short. Uh, and so we move yeah. on to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, uh, now, real quick, real quick. Um, I know this is the last team, uh, but quick technical difficulty. My computer is about to die. So I'll be right back, and then we can finish up this last team. But I'm not, I'm not going to make it through the last team here. So oh give, me, give me one second. Give me one second. Dude, how in the world? Like, this is what I'm dealing with, y'all. My nephew, how, how how is it that he does not have a charger charging his computer as we are recording, while we're recording? I, this, I mean, dude, he's too smart for this. He's too smart for it. Uh, it, it's just crazy, and then he's six six sitting on that. No, we're good. We're good. Chair. We're good. We're good. We got the. We got wow. the. This is this is crazy. We got the charger. No, look, I have to unplug something else in my computer. I'm sorry to hear that. That's, too much, that's, that's not my fault. That's not. That's not our problem. We wouldn't have had this problem if the intro didn't take so long. <laughs> we, had to, we, had, we had to redo the intro three times, so you know we started running out of running out of time. All right, so we're talking about the Baltimore Ravens. And, I, you know, a lot of people from Baltimore, they get mad and upset at me, talking about I'm hating on the Baltimore Ravens. How, I want a Super Bowl, Super Bowl with them. How can I talk bad about the team and this and that? Yeah, Look, there's nobody in the city that likes you. Right, let me tell everybody as as we start this thing, talking about the Ravens, this is the last team in the division. But when I talk football, I'm talking football. I'm not talking out of dislike of anybody. I don't. Whatever took place with me in Baltimore, that's what took place with me in Baltimore with Harbaugh with Ozzy, um, that's what took place. When we talk ball, we talk ball. It's not to stab anybody. It's not to be malicious towards anybody. We're just talking ball. You may not like what I say, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. So as we talk about the Baltimore Ravens, this is obviously a talented football team. Um, I look at this I look at this team uh, that went 11-5 last year. Um, you know, they, they, they have probably one of the most electric players at – uh, in the National Football League and Lamar Jackson. Um, I, I, I look at this team uh, and say, you know, they, they drafted uh, – who they draft? They drafted Rashad uh, Bateman, a uh, receiver. Uh, they, they went to go get help at the receiver position. Uh, they brought in Sammy Watkins uh, from uh, Kansas City. Now, I look at this, and I keep telling everybody – I look at this football team and I look at the additions. I look at everybody saying, oh, you know, Lamar needs receivers. Lamar needs receivers. This offense Lamar isn't needs, built. Talent. It, it, or you say who? No, keep, keep going. Keep going. So this offense isn't built to have Lamar stretched or for the receivers to be dominant. You can't have dominant receivers in this foot on this football team because the quarterback can't throw the routes to be able to get these receivers the balls. So if you look at the routes that are being ran by this football team, they're either fades, they're seams by the number two guy or the tight end, or they're slants. You don't see pivots. You don't see outs. You don't see Zampezis. You don't see deep ends. You don't see a lot of that. You don't see that sprinkled in. You don't, you'll see posts every now and again. You just don't see it. And so I, I, I think that this is a talented football team. I think Lamar is going to get paid because he's electric. Everything goes through him as far mm-hmm. on this football uh, team. Uh, you know, he's a guy where he um, he's done some things well with his legs. And once again, as we said earlier, 
it costs something when you run as much as some of these running quarterbacks are running. And I think it's caught up with Lamar in his decision-making and everything else. You know, balls coming out, fumbling and everything else. But I, I look at it, he's a guy who threw for 2,700 yards, 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And I'm going to tell everybody, too, um, and I'll, as I've talked about other quarterbacks, those nine interceptions could have easily been 18. You know, they was just drop picks. And so, you know, yes, it's only nine. It's not 18. But, you know, we have to look at the decision-making um, – is he a threat? Yes, he is because he's able to beat you with his legs. But once again, Father Time is undefeated. We get older. We don't get younger. So as Lamar is getting older and that running, is, he's going to get slower. He's not going to keep getting faster. So he's a guy where I think they're going to have to hone in and teach him how to throw. Everything is directly across the middle for Lamar. It, it, you know, the, the, everything, it's a sit down. Andrew's running the scene bender. You know, those things are directly in front of him so he doesn't have to make the reads. And I just look at this football team and I say, this is what's going to come back and beat them. Defensively, I think that they're playing really good football. They play good football. Wink has, has done a great job calling plays, uh, sending blitzes. The front seven has done a great job. But I just, I say too, you know, when teams are able to pick up those blitzes, all of a sudden, that defense isn't as strong or powerful as people thought they was because you're able to pick up the blitzes and now you're able to to kind of dissect that secondary because, you know, some of the times they don't understand the positions that they're being put in. But I think this is a good football team. I think that they're going to be competitive. They're going to be able to do some things. Um, you know, one of the best corners, I think, you know, and, 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 and uh, Marlon, Marlon Humphreys, I like him at corner. Um, as far as, you know, uh, the front seven, they're, they're continuing. They're, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to go and try to get the quarterback, bringing in Justin Houston. Um, they're going to be doing different things as far as trying to get to uh, the quarterback. They're going to be successful doing that. But my fear, my my my, uh, as I look at this, when they're stopped and they can't go dominate or bully a football team, what happens? What happens? But, you know, this is a team where, like I said, I think they can be competitive. But, you know, I just think they're going to have to get more consistent play from the quarterback position. They're going to have to teach a quarterback how to throw different routes so that he can be consistent and not just rely only solely on his legs. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. I, I don't think Lamar Jackson has really any arm talent. I mean, he, there, there's a lot of guys that are backups that can go out and throw every single ball that he throws. Um, I mean, anytime I turn on a Ravens game, every other throw is to a tight end over the middle of the field or dumping off to a running back or a dropped ball down the field because they don't have receivers they can catch. Um, I, I get And their defense, their defense is, is really good. I think their defense uh, – you know, kind of carries sometimes because, you know, Lamar has made bad decisions and that has hurt them because they, they don't really have a way to overcome those bad decisions. There's their offense is very straightforward. And saying that my question is why, why is nobody adapting? Like they it's the last three years, their offense has been virtually the exact same. And I mean, you just laid out, they run like five routes and Lamar Jackson is then just a threat to run. So I mean, like I, I, I just don't understand why nobody adjusts because I mean, Mark Andrews will week in, week out, 
tear up a defense right over the middle of the field, and nobody will do anything about it. Like, I just I don't I don't I don't understand. Just as a fan watching, like what is going through all of these defensive coordinators' minds? Like it's it it seems simple. Obviously, I didn't play, and I mean Lamar running isn't simple. But the rest of the offense does seem very easy to stop on paper. Right. So to answer your question, I think what we're dealing with here, one of those things where when you look at defensive coordinators, they try not to get out of the norm. And, and, and and, And so watching college football, a lot of offenses and defenses are are jig rigged. Now, if I'm a defensive coordinator playing against the Baltimore Ravens offense, I'm coming in and I'm saying this week we're going to jig rig our defense. Why are we going to jig rig our defense? Now, I'm going to create a pass rush that's I'm not looking to I'm not looking to sack Lamar. I just want to create I want to finish off the pocket that the offense is 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 looking to create for them. So mm-hmm. everybody stay in their lanes. We literally I don't want anybody rushing to sack them. Now kind of we took this philosophy, Dean Peace took this philosophy when we uh, when we um, played against the New England Patriots, Tom Brady. So we wanted to keep Brady in the pocket, but then late we brought a blitz right up the middle because Tom Brady stepped up to throw. Now, with Lamar, I'm literally creating a pocket, and I'm a jig rig my linebacker's drops because if I keep a low-hole player in the middle where he wants to go, that's jig rigging. So if we play cover three, you're going to have two hook curl droppers. So they're going to split, and it opens up the middle. Now, if you call a spy, you remove one of the pass rushers who potentially – you know, helps, um, you know, uh, keep that pocket or crush that pocket. Now you bring them out over the middle, but then now you're putting a less talented, uh, elusive player that can be in that hole over the yeah. middle. So I'm literally just jig rigging, telling my defensive line, rushed. All we do, we're rushing to keep him in the pocket. If he goes, now we we push out. So it almost be like a, it would almost be like a appeal. So for my outside linebackers, we're rushing him or defensive end, we're rushing him. As soon as you see Lamar go to break, now we peel and go flat. We don't peel and try to run because you're not going to be able to chase him and run him down because he's going to get the edge on you. But if you run flat, a straight 90-degree angle, now you bring in your other players to be able to play him. But other defensive coordinators don't want to do all of that movement. They don't want to change that much. If I'm playing the Baltimore Ravens, I'm literally playing cover three most of the game. If I if I give you a two-shell look, it's going to be third and long. But I'm playing a cover okay, three-shell so- most of the game. So right there, my question would be, why, why wouldn't you play cover two, to you know, cover that middle of the field where he's looking, and so you don't have to. So you, I mean, you you said you didn't, you wouldn't spy. Right. So I mean, like I just because Mark Andrews isn't a bad tight end, so I feel like against the cover three look, he's gonna be able to find that spot that cover three is gonna give up. So. What what I'm doing, so in a cover three, why I'm not playing a cover two? Because we're going to run our middle linebacker down the middle of the football field. So now you open up the middle of the football yeah. field. When I look at the yeah, Baltimore Ravens, is, they're well, not beating us just strictly running down the field. I don't need to jam them at the line of scrimmage and then sink under them and keep and take yeah. two safeties to play halves. That's not that's not the type of offense this is. So if you play a cover two, now you soften up your defense for that for their running attack. 
So a cover three allows us to stay, stay run yeah. uh, responsive. But then it also, now my shallow. corners, if we end up getting the Kings personnel or if we get a, a, a nub, uh, nub two receivers, twins, um, we get to, I get to have my corners overlap that and just move my safety over. Now, where the jig rigging comes in is now I'm not going to have two hook curl droppers. I'm only going to have one. And so with that, okay. I'm going to beat the tight end up at the line of scrimmage. I'm not letting Andrew, I want to destroy all timing. And really, if we look at it, when we look at Lamar play, a lot of it is he's going to back up, run, 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 and then release. So we yeah. got to stay under control. And once Lamar goes to break that pocket and run to create those lanes down the football field, now we need to go ahead and, and kind of latch on. But, you know, I, I just, you know, I still like he is phenomenal with his legs. He's phenomenal. Yeah. He would now, like you said, with his arm talent, he cannot, he is, Throwing out routes from the Baltimore Ravens offense is non-existent. I mean, he can't throw mm -hmm. an out. He can't complete an out. And it's bad because yeah. we're watching it and we're looking at the development of the quarterback. We're looking at the development of Lamar, and is this not there? We're looking at the same the last three years. Everything's it looked exactly the same. When they get to the playoffs, they have no steam. Why? Because everybody's pin, everybody understands pinpointing what y'all do. Everyone wants to get everybody wants to get mad at Greg Roman and say, "Oh, your play calling sucks." No, he's calling what his players are capable of doing. If he goes and try to run mm -hmm. a spread offense, Lamar's not capable of running a spread offense. He's not. The receivers aren't capable of route running. The receiver they drafted a couple years ago. Um, uh, the kid, uh, who was it? Um, freaking a, uh, boom, 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 boom. Sneed, you know, Sneed, who they had, uh, Brown. I mean, Brown is, I mean, if that kid is trying, he can be halfway decent, but at the same time, most of the game, he's not trying. And then with drop passes, yeah. Lamar has had a lot of receivers that have dropped balls. I do agree with that. They've, they've dropped some footballs. Yeah. But for the most part, they're not built to do that. They don't run the routes. I've watched Snead. Snead has been a successful receiver in his league. And, I mean, you look at him, he's running two routes per game. And, I mean, you can see the frustration. And Are they backing Lamar up? Are they backing the coaches up? Yes. But you see the frustration from an athletic, from a, from a, 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 a competitive standpoint. They're looking like, dude, I want to do more. But it's not built because either the quarterback can't get it or some of the receivers can't run it. And then if they can't run it, you can't put it in a, in a, in a play calling. So everybody's uh, blaming Greg Roman. I I think we're going to see they are. Well, can they switch a couple things up? Yes, but it's going to be a complete. It's going to have to be a complete transformation. And Lamar is going to have to be able to throw the ball all over the football field and not just four to five routes. He's I mean, mm -hmm. literally like I, I'm not grading a, a quarterback off of throwing a freaking slant. Uh, anybody can throw a slant. Any quarterback in the National Football League can throw a fade. Any quarterback in the National League Football League can throw a post. Okay, where's your mm -hmm. circus? Where's your Zampezi? Where's your fitting balls in in certain places? Has he made some throws where he's put it in some tight coverage? Yeah, he has. But he's missed more of those throws Not than he lot. made. So yeah. that's just the way I okay. look at that. Yeah. And then I guess, so you you talking about that jig rigging part. I guess I, I could, my only thing there is I feel like the, most of the games that the Ravens lose are divisional games. So then I guess my question would be, uh, let's assume that those defenses are jig rigged for that game because they know Baltimore. 
what is keeping other teams in the league that are outside of the division that only get to play them once a year from doing the exact same thing? Like well, I like I just I just like I I mean because I I I can see like Lamar he doesn't have the arm talent and it's so frustrating to watch him tear up defenses because you you watch because you can watch a team completely shut him down and then nobody nobody will have a defense that looks anywhere like that the rest of the season I'm like now wait a minute they just showed you how to stop him right there why aren't we doing that well you know like, like like I guess I guess or I guess my question is like how much does it take away from a team to take a week to jig rig your defense just for one team like is is it hurting your team yes yeah, so you don't you don't a lot of these coordinators because you you literally change the psyche of everything that's been taught so they don't want to yeah. compromise for one game we don't want to compromise that we want to keep our guys, you know, we want to keep everything. Cover three is the way this, we do this, we do that, we do this, we do that. If we need to, we're not going to jig rig. We'll just change personnel. We'll just go with with nickel opposed to when they go regular or heavy, you know, we'll just keep nickel on the football field to put another speed guy in. Well, when you put that yeah. speed guy in, okay. you're putting a smaller body in. So when they go to the heavy, now he can't take that pounding. You know, so it's just yeah. so many different levels to this that we're – these defensive coordinators were there just setting their ways. And, and you know, when, yeah. when they're setting their ways, you have some guys where they just come on in the playoffs, they don't change nothing, they just beat Baltimore. And a lot of it is because Baltimore beating themselves. Lamar dropped back and he's trying to do yeah. too much. He, he's running around, he slipped and fell, didn't change his cleats, but he fumbled the ball. Or he's trying to do too mm-hmm. much and running around and he takes a sack and fumbled the ball. Or he's trying to force yeah. balls and then they get intercepted or uh, uh, knocked down. You know, so or drop passes. It a lot of it is Baltimore beating themselves when they're trying to do something that they're sure. normally not doing. You know, we we've known Baltimore to run the ball the last three years down people's throat. When they throw the football, everybody looks like, whoa, don't throw it. Well, like I tell people, you can't have a quarterback and you want to just run have your quarterback run. A quarterback job is to throw. I get it, but those mm-hmm. yards cost something when Lamar is running. So when you get later in the year, Lamar not fresh like he was in September. And when you get to November, December, Lamar's been running consistently every week. So when he's when he has 130 yards rushing, everybody like, oh, he had 130 yards rushing. Well, that's cool and awesome. He only had 140 passing with an interception and <laughs> a touchdown. That happens, right? And so you know the thing that, about it is he can't be the savior. And a lot of time they've been bailed out by Tucker, one of the best kickers in the National Football League. He's that's, kept them in games. True. So once again, the team is built well. But I just think when you look at the play calling, the play calling is Greg Roman is calling what his player can do. And if you get if you get out of the scope of what Lamar can do, that's going to be a bad football team. Lamar is about to get yeah. paid. He's going to get paid. But he's mm-hmm. being paid according to his electric ability running that football, not throwing it. He's not wowing us. Yeah. With his throws. A couple years ago when he was having all these yards, he was playing against very bad defenses. And at the end of the game, they just throwing fades and just keep throwing the ball to try to pad them stats. When I watch football, I see what's going on. A lot of people just be like, oh, no. what The Dolphins were awful a couple years ago. And they padded stats. He had four or five consistent games where he did that. So, you know, they just got – I think they've got to get better. They've got to require more 
and teach and develop Lamar. But I, you know, once again, we say we keep saying develop. I, don't think I believe honestly, it's too late to develop Lamar. He's setting his ways. The coaches are setting their ways, and they're willing to 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 die by his ways. They're willing to die by him. You know, and um, mm-hmm. this is the way they've won. This is going to be the way they lose, and we've seen it the last few years. Um, That's true. So yeah, so it's oh. crazy. It's 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 crazy. But guys, we appreciate you um, for tuning in to the Pollock Pollock Podcast. Thank you so much. Be sure to tune in to us next week. Peace.